0: what's up guys welcome to episode 55 of the daughter and pops podcast it has been a really long time since i have done a podcast there has been so much traveling a lot of basketball tournaments going on we've been extremely busy lately um there's been a ton of new things social media has been going crazy obviously the beginning of the school year well i just finished my semester so halfway done with the school year um And just all the basketball tournaments have been going super well. I hope everybody's holidays have been great. I know for me, Thanksgiving was awesome. I got so much good food. Uh, Next, coming up in two days from today, which is today's the 23rd of December, um, it's Christmas, so my family and I are extremely excited for that. We have a few fun things planned. Um, So, yeah, and also it's almost 2022, so we're coming into a new year, I am, I know this year was so amazing, uh, I, there was so many just cool things that happened this year, I got to meet so many amazing people, I have had so many opportunities this year, um, definitely one of my favorite years of all time, well I've only been alive for 14 years, so can't say much about that, but still um, this year has been awesome. So I think now we should get into today's podcast. Um, today's podcast, I am talking about women's college basketball. I haven't talked about this in a while. And yeah, let's get started. So first, I'm going to start off with the AP Top 25. So the uh, in Division I, the Top 25 teams along with their record. Then I'll get into talking about the bracket play in which that's coming up soon, and they already have predictions for that. And then after that, I'll talk about uh, all the people that have had triple doubles. There's already been 16 this year, which is pretty insane. And then lastly, um, Women's College Basketball, uh, a few days ago, they put out a mock draft just based on how this year has been going, so I'll end with that. So, yeah. So, starting off with the top 25, number one is South Carolina. They're 11-0. They just played Stanford the other night and beat them. What a game that was. Stanford was ahead most of the game, but South Carolina ended up pulling ahead. So South Carolina has beat all their opponents this year. Most of them have been ranked, too, which is pretty insane. Number two seed is Stanford. They are 8-2, and two, one of their losses being to South Carolina, which is obviously the number one seed. Um, number three is Louisville. Uh, they are 10-1. and one. Haley Van Lith has been going crazy this year. Um, that's basically all I could say. They've been doing really well. Number four is Arizona. They are ten and zero, perfect record. Number five is NC State, North Carolina State. They are eleven and two. Number six is Maryland. They are nine and three. Number seven is Tennessee. They are nine and one. Number eight is Indiana. They are nine and two. Number nine is Michigan. They are eleven and one. Number 10 is Baylor. They are 9-2. And, and for Baylor, Nalissa Smith, she's been going crazy this year. She has been like doing a little bit of everything. For Baylor, I know right now she's averaging 20.5 points a game and 13.3 rebounds, so that's pretty insane. She's not that big either, so she's averaging a ton of rebounds. At the number 11 scene is UConn, uh, Connecticut. They are 6-3. They, all three of their, uh, well, two of their losses for sure came after Paige Bueckers got hurt. She unfortunately had to go through some surgery with her uh, leg slash knee. So that, um, they lost the game right after to, they lost, UConn lost to Georgia Tech the game after Paige got hurt. So um, they are, I think they're going to start to pick up the rhythm a little bit, um, feeling how it's like, what to, making sure like they know what it's like to play, play without Paige Bueckers. Um and so we'll see how that goes for them. See if they pick up their momentum. Number 12 is Texas. They are 8 and 1. Number 13, Iowa State. They are 11 and 1. That's pretty impressive, 11 and 1. <laughs> Number 14 is Georgia. They are 10 and 1. Number 15 is Iowa. They are 6 and 2. And for Iowa, Caitlin Clark is still going crazy this year. She's averaging like a ton of points. Um, multiple rebounds she already has two triple doubles this year so she's going crazy as always number 16 is Duke they are nine and one and Duke is actually very surprising because they weren't ranked going into this year but they added uh, a few pieces one being Cheyenne Day-Wilson she's like been she's coming off the bench um she could start as point guard over Vanessa De Jesus, but Um, that's going, they're doing really well. It seems like when they're on the court together, they work really well together. So it makes sense why Vanessa's starting because she also knows like how to move the ball around. In my opinion, she's just like a great overall point guard because she can get a bucket when needed. Cheyenne Day-Wilson's just a straight up scorer. She can get buckets for you at any time. (laughs) Number 17 is Georgia Tech. They are nine and two. Number 18 is South Florida USF. They are eight and three. Number 19 is BYU, they are 9 and 1. Number 20 is Notre Dame, they are 10 and 2. Number 21 is LSU, they are 9 and 1. Number 22 is Kentucky, they are 7 and 3. And I think Kentucky is one of the more um disappointing teams at least this far into the season. I know they're only like 10 games through, but they were ranked uh top 10 going into this uh going into the season. So I'm kind of surprised that they've lost three games. I know Ryan Howard has been doing a whole bunch of different things, but they also need a few other players to step up and help out as well cuz I definitely think that they are better than 22. So, number 23 is Texas A&M. They are 9 and 2. Number 24 is Ohio State. They are 8 and 2. And lastly is 25. There is North Carolina and they are 10 and 0. So, there are two te- or there are three teams that are undefeated in the top 25, and that is South Carolina, Arizona, and North Carolina. So, we have South Carolina and North Carolina. <laughs> so, that is the AP top 25. Next, I'm going to go into the coaches poll, which is, again, top 25, but, like, from the coaches' standpoint, you know. Some of these are the same. Some are different, and some are out of order. So, um, yeah, let's get to it. Number one is South Carolina, 11-0. Number two is Stanford, 8-2. and Number three is Louisville. They are ten and one. Number four is North Carolina State. They are eleven and two. Number five is Arizona. Ten and zero. Number six is Indiana. They are nine and two. Number seven is Michigan. They are eleven and one. Number eight is Maryland. They are nine and three. Number nine is Baylor. They are nine and two. Number ten is Tennessee. They are ten and one. Number 11 is UConn, Connecticut, which is 6 and 3. Number 12 is Georgia, they are 10 and 1. Number 13 is Texas, they are 8 and 1. Number 14 is Iowa State, they are 11 and 1. Number 15 is Iowa, they are 6 and 2. Number 16 is South Florida USF, they are 9 and 3. Number 17 is Notre Dame, they are 10 and 2. Number 18 is Texas A&M, when they are 9 and 2. Number 19 is Georgia Tech, they're 9 and 2. Number 20 is North Carolina, they're 10 and 0. Number 21 is Kentucky, they're 9 and 1. Number 22 is BYU, they're 9 and 1. Number 23 is Duke, they're 9 and 1. Number 24 is Ohio State, they're 8 and 2. And lastly at number 25 is FGCU, they're 10 and 1. So at the end that's a little surprising, but they're already 10 and 1. So Comment what you guys think below who's going to end up at the top at the end of the season. In my opinion, I'm going to stick with South Carolina. I think that they're going to be the number one seed going into March Madness. And at number two, I'm going to go with Arizona. I think that they're going to keep winning their games. I definitely think that they'll lose one or two of them, but I'll keep them for sure in the top three. So, we'll see how that goes. So, next one I'm going to talk about is the bracketology for 2022 NCAA Tournament. So basically, along the season, there's bracket play going, so it's basically like an overlay of what March Madness will look like, Um, and so basically, they update it daily, usually um, every few hours, like so far today, it was updated at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Um, and so they just uh, update it based on the records, based on how teams are playing, they do things like the top overall seed, who they predict will be the first team out, who will be the last team in, um, who will be the last four in, last four out, all that, all those types of things. So right now I'm going to talk about it, what it was from uh, earlier today at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, which is when it was last updated. Um, so yeah, so they predict that the top overall seed will be South Carolina. Completely agree. Uh, they predict that the first team out will be Creighton. The last team in will be Oregon State, so that should be interesting. So next we go to On the Bubble, which includes four teams in each category. So the last four buys, in their opinion, will be Arkansas, UCF, Oregon, and Kansas. And Oregon wasn't in the top 25, which is kind of crazy because I think that they were in the top 15 going into this season. So it's been kind of surprising how they've been doing. I feel like they have a really short roster. Um, they could definitely put in more players, but like they for sure play with like seven every game um so it's it's interesting. I'm surprised that they're not ranked right now. They could definitely be doing better. The last four in they predict will be West Virginia, Northwestern, Alabama, and Oregon state. Um, the first four out, so they predict that the first four out. Will be Creighton, Utah, Washington State, and Syracuse. And the next four out after those first four will be Marquette, Gonzaga, South Dakota, and Mississippi State. So, conference breakdown meaning how many um, teams from each conference are in it, or they predict will be in the bracket. Um, for the SEC is 10 teams, for the ACC is 7 teams for the Big 10 it's seven teams, for Pac-12 it's six teams, for the Big 12 it's six teams, for the American Conference it's three teams, for the Atlantic Sun Atlantic Sun Conference two teams, and lastly the Big East is two teams. So obviously there's many more conferences than that, but they predict that that's how many teams in that conference will be in the brackets play. So there's not really much to uh, go over a review on that because I can't really speak on that yet because we're still a few months away. Um, but that's just an overlook on what it will look like. So next I'm going to get into who has triple doubles this season. It's insane that through two months there's already 16 of them. Um, pretty crazy how many people like are producing this much. So I'm going in order of the dates that this was happening, not in order of like how many points they scored or all that. So this is um, the date. So from first to from the latest to the soon it, from the earliest to the latest. So number one is Kayla Pointer. She plays for LSU. On November 9th, she had sixteen points, eleven rebounds, and thirteen assists. Number two is Haley Cavender. She plays for Fresno State. Um, and this is Haley Cavender, not, Hav- not Hannah. Um, on November 11th, she had 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. Number three is Haley Jones. She-, she plays for Stanford, in which now she has her own day as well after winning the national championship last year. On November 16th, she had 17 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. Number four is McKenna Marissa. She plays for Penn State. On November 16th, she had 30 points, 11 assists, and 10 steals. So she had a triple-double with steals. There's only a few of those in here. Number 5 is Caitlin Clark. She plays for Iowa. On November 17th, she had 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Uh, Number 6 is Ariana Combs. She plays for Eastern Michigan. On November 18th, she had 12 points, 11 assists, and 10 steals. Number 7 is Jazz Shelley, she plays for Nebraska. On November 20th, she had 14 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Number 8 is Ryan Howard, she plays for Kentucky. November 21st, she had 22 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. Number 9 is Tamari Key from Tennessee, and this is one of the most um these are one of the next two are one of the most crazy triple-doubles in my opinion. So Tamari Key for Tennessee on November twenty second, she had ten points, eighteen rebounds, and ten blocks. It's very rare that you see a triple double with blocks. Number ten is Akila or Akila Smith from um, Longwood. On November thirtieth, she had twenty two points, eleven rebounds, and ten blocks. Crazy. <laughs> Number eleven is Caitlin Clark. She plays for Iowa again. Uh, December fifth, she had her second triple double for twenty four points, ten rebounds, and twelve assists. Number twelve is Moon Urson for Tulane. She on December eighth, she had eighteen points, thirteen rebounds, and ten assists. Number thirteen is Tisha Hyman. She plays for Syracuse, and in my opinion, this is the biggest and most crazy triple double this year. On December 5th, she had 27 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 steals. That's pretty insane. Number 16 is Olivia Miles for Notre Dame. On December 8th, she had 11 points, 13 rebounds, and 13 assists. Number 15 is Casey Santoro for Kent State. She had 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists on December 11th. Number 16 is Janae Terry, I think I produ- uh pronounced that right. She plays for Purdue on December 19th. She had eleven points, twelve rebounds, and ten assists. So in my opinion, number thirteen, Tisha Hyman for uh she had the most crazy triple double, which was twenty-seven points, fifteen rebounds, and eleven steals. Um let me know what you guys think had the who you guys think had the best triple double, because there's some crazy ones and having a triple double with blocks that's crazy. Uh it's very rare you see that around. So next up, I am going into a super super early WNBA mock draft. Um obviously it's all seniors in here. They only have the first round out cuz it's just so early in the season. Um when I talk about how many points, rebounds and assists they're averaging, that's just so far this season. Um obviously most teams are At most, 13 games in, 12 or 13. Um, So, still very early in the season, but they have it out, and I figured, why not talk about it? So, let's get started. Um, Number one pick. Washington Mystics have the first pick in the draft. They predict that Ryan Howard from Kentucky will get drafted. She's averaging 18.7 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 4.1 assists per game as a... She's like six foot two, so that's pretty crazy. Um, number two is Indiana Fever, Nalissa Smith, Baylor. Uh, she's averaging 20.5 points, 13.3 rebounds, 1 assist. Number three, the Atlanta Dream have the number third pick. They predict that Shakira Austin from Ole Miss will get drafted there. She's averaging 13.2 points, 8.6 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. Number four, the Dallas Wings. Uh, Naz Hillman from Michigan, she's averaging twenty point two points, eight point six rebounds, and two point two assists. That's um that's a lot of points. Twenty point two points, staying uh, number five. The New York Liberty, Alyssa Cunane or Cunan, I I really suck at pronouncing names. I need to learn how to pronounce names sometimes. Uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Cunan. North Carolina State, she's averaging thirteen point five points, seven point seven rebounds, and one point two assists. Uh Dallas Wings have the sixth pick. They believe that Ray Burrell from Tennessee will get that pick. Um the their averages for her are a little bit off. Um this I'm I'm according all these averages to ESPN. Um she's averaging twelve twelve points and two rebounds a game. Um, number seven is the Chicago Sky. They believe that Destiny Henderson from South Carolina will get drafted there. She's the starting point guard for South Carolina. And I have to say, I've watched a few of South Carolina's games this season, and she's definitely one of the players that I love watching now. She's just, she's like a dog. She's so aggressive. She can get points whenever, makes amazing passes, and gets a ton of rebounds. And most of the time, she's one of the smallest on the court, too. So I love watching her. Um, She's averaging 12.8 points per game, 3.2 rebounds, and 4.8 assists. The Minnesota Lynx have the number 8 pick. They believe that Avina Westbrook from Yukon will get drafted there. She's averaging 10.1 points, 4.0 rebounds, and 3.9 assists. She is decently sized, so she's able to do a little bit of everything. And she's a really good shooter as well. Number 9 is the Seattle Storm. They believe that Ashley Joens from Iowa State will get drafted there. Um, she's averaging nineteen point nine points, nine point five rebounds, and two point four assists. That's a very well-rounded player right there. Number ten is the Indiana Fever, Christian Williams um, from UConn, uh, is averaging thirteen point eight points, two point eight rebounds, and two point six assists. She's currently their starting point guard right now since Paige uh, Beckers got hurt, um, and she's doing a very she's doing a pretty good job. Um, Las Vegas Aces have the 11th pick. Uh, They believe that Veronica Burton from Northwestern will get drafted there. She's averaging 17.6 points, 5.3 rebounds, and 5.9 assists. So she definitely does everything in the game. She does a little bit of everything. And for the last pick in the first round, the Connecticut Sun have the 12th pick. They think that Lexi Hole from Stanford will get drafted there. She's averaging 10.5 points, 6.4 rebounds, and 2.2 assists. I also like watching her because she's not a name that's talked about very often on Stanford because, um, that like nobody really talks about her much. Uh, but she's definitely a player that like Stanford needs a lot. Cause she she can shoot the three three ball really well, and um, she does a little bit of everything for them. She plays a really good defense as well, so she's usually guarding the best player um, on the opposite team. But yeah, she does she does everything for them. <laughs> A little bit of everything um so that went through everything that i wanted to talk about for women's college basketball um i think that this year there's just so many uh crazy there's just there's just so many like amazing players this year um they're obviously making oh, excuse me they're obviously making their teams better um yeah there's so much more to say than that um I just I miss doing podcasts with you guys, it's been a long time and I miss it, so I'm glad I was able to do one today. Um, and also comment down below what your guys' Christmas tradition is, I know I'm completely changing the subject here, but I'm done talking about women's college basketball. Um, so let me know what your guys' Christmas tradition is, for me our Christmas uh, tradition is our grandma always gets uh, myself, Liv, and Lily, my two other sisters, they, she gets us matching pajamas on Christmas Eve, so we wear them Christmas, uh, Christmas Day. Um, so we always get that really cool. Then we get to open one present on Christmas Eve of our choice. That's always my favorite part. Then we wake up in the morning. Usually, Liv's the first one awake. She wakes everybody up, and then Lily. Um, so we'll usually open our stockings at like 7 or 8 a.m. Um, our stockings are our best part. Then we have like our gift bags, so. Um, that's something where it's just, like, little things for each person. There's usually, like, uh, six or seven things in there. Um, and then lastly, we get to open our presents. Usually, we ha- we don't eat breakfast, and when we do, it's candy from our stockings, so that's always fun. Um, but then we'll go out, uh, after we open up our presents, we'll usually go out to a park, um, shoot around, see if there's a pickup game going on that we can jump into, um... And yeah, then our house is usually a mess from all the presents and wrapping paper. Um, But yeah, so there's definitely a lot to catch up on with you guys. Um, I think that that was a lot for now. Um, I will definitely be doing a lot more podcasts and I promise it will be consistent this time. Um, So yeah, thank you guys very much for listening in and I will see you all next time. Thanks for listening to episode 55 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.